The college baseball experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win up to $500. We're also brought to you by our Kentucky Derby Contest. Winner gets $100 in SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, already. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the College Baseball Experience. I'm your host, Noah Beanick, aka 77. You can follow me on Twitter at 77NB. You can follow the show on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. We're also both on TikTok with the same tags. Um, this is the first episode of what will be a two episode week uh, for the College Baseball Experience, mainly because a bombshell of a story dropped this week for college baseball gambling we're going to get into that um we're also going to touch on the oklahoma state michigan baseball series that i attended this weekend um then we're going to get into the gambling news that's going to be part two of this podcast and part three i have picks on every series for the 11.7 circa contest this weekend on this episode then so I'm going to put these out that way. If people want to tail my picks on that contest, they can. If you just want to know some of my picks for the biggest series of the weekend, you know that. But uh, we're going to put this podcast out, and then we're going to wait for odds to drop on either Thursday night or early in the Friday morning. And then I'm going to handicap the games with the odds for you guys. Um, so I know better of where the odds are just because last week, I, I did my top 20 series. It was cool. Um, I included a lot of mid-major series and stuff like that in there, but a lot of them, the series really didn't even have odds on most books. So tough, tough, tough. And then uh, also there was two of them that the the teams that I thought were going to be dogs were actually favorites, and those I thought were going to be plus money plays. It's just when you're doing a gambling podcast um usually you have odds picking these games and we're going to talk about that and the issue of that i guess in the news section in the middle of this podcast but uh yeah just a bone to pick with the whole situation that's going on with the alabama baseball news story that dropped um so your boy (sighs) didn't even want to watch that podcast from last week on youtube uh, i apologize to anybody that is returning to this podcast one thank you for returning two if you like it so much leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you use or subscribe to us on youtube um, we're doing football basketball and baseball episodes on this all year round um, but yeah I, I i sincerely thank you for tuning back in because my connection was dog shit <laughs> um, and i've waited for my whole family to go to bed um and for those that have returned for yet another season of this i did this each episode that i went solo last year as well um mainly because i am solo and if i lose connection or my wi-fi it's terrible i know it is and i wish it was better um 
but yeah, if there's just a better chance that when everybody's asleep, I just tell them to turn the Wi-Fi off. I can go solo. I'm even hooked up to the Ethernet cord. You can imagine how frustrating it is for me playing MLB The Show. Anyways, before I get into today's podcast topics, um, I want to hit our ad. We're running a promo with Shady Rays for May here as Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also get a chance to win $500. Shady Rays has you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays has durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by their lost and broken replacements policy. If you or lose or break one of your pairs, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have you they have your back long after your purchase. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off plus two two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. Okay, so if you're watching on YouTube, I am holding the microphone, and I feel like the only person that ever does this is Ryan Whitney from Spittin' Chicklets. The reason why I'm doing this is I, I think the sound quality, like when it's really so low, it stands out, and I think it's too staticky and terrible. So I'm trying this out because my tripod was stolen from me in Las Vegas in the hotel. Anyways, long story. And I already shared it on the college basketball experience. Let's jump into the first part of this podcast for the first episode of the weekend. I want to thank uh, Connor stem for giving me the opportunity to cover the Oklahoma state and Michigan series from the press box. He gave me access to the press room. Also, uh, SGPN for providing me the platform to do what I love um, and allows me to do cool things like this I've always dreamed of growing up. It was a cool experience and my first of that kind in college baseball. Um, Second, shout out to Phil Elson, friend of the program, Arkansas play-by-play voice. I borrowed his Twitter catchphrase for the weekend when I showed up to the ballpark both times while I try to come up with my own because I think it's cool just to announce that you're at the game. But yeah, when I attend games for work in the future, I'm going to try to come up with something on my own. But, uh, you know, I so I'll start with this. Um, It's always cool to meet some people that are doing the same thing that you are doing. Um, There were a couple of Michigan student writers there, and I also got to shake the hand of Wade McWhorter, the assistant director for Oklahoma State Baseball. He was working the social media um, for them, tweeting out all the game updates, like after inning stuff. And he probably thought I was a little bit weird, which I am. I I can't sit still. I was eating sunflower seeds, spitting them into a water bottle. I might have missed the bottle on my very first spit, but I respectively cleaned up my mess. Um, He also, uh, 
he he smiled at some of my remarks about the gameplay. Safe to say, I have no idea if there's an etiquette that you're supposed to have in the box. But yeah, I was just always making comments on the games and what I thought was nice play, what I thought was going on. Um, you know, asked him a couple of questions about the team and stuff. He was he was really cool with me about that. Um, planning something down the road with either him or the uh, radio play-by-play voice for the Oklahoma State Cowboys there. Um, so, yeah, uh, I was also, like, getting up and squeezing by him to get out of the press box. I wanted to be a little bit different in my coverage of the game. I wanted to capture some videos of the game because the the series was behind a paywall, and I'm sure Pokes fans weren't going to pay for just one weekend of Big Ten Plus. So I was constantly going down to field level, also did a food review on a dog, I gave it a 5.4 because the bun was kind of crusty, but yeah, I, I thought the experience was fun. It was my first time at Ray Fisher stadium since I played there as a travel ball player six years ago, there were plenty of murals and signs of the 2019 college world series runner up team that I credit for introducing me to the world of college baseball. The uh, storyline that I wanted to latch on to most was Nolan Schubert's return home to Michigan. Um, he was part of the stacked local high school team that also had Alex Mooney and Brock Porter on it. Um, it was Orchard Lake St. Mary's and they went 77 and one in their last two years. Um, and a large part of it was because of those three guys, Mooney being just one year older than the other two. But, uh, you know, Schubert was originally committed to Michigan. Um, and when Eric Backich went to Clemson, he decommitted, thought about it. He was playing summer ball with Jackson Holiday, son of Matt Holiday, but also Josh Holiday's his uncle. I didn't get to talk to Josh Holiday. He didn't do media um, on the road, I guess. Uh, so we didn't see him either game after either game. But uh, the first game on Friday was rained out. It wasn't rescheduled due to Michigan's commencements over the weekend. I believe that's the reason, but the real reason wasn't shared to us. It might be a wink-wink scenario. Who knows? But on Saturday, I missed most of the post game because I wanted to capture Schubert walking out of the like off the field and into the stadium area um, because he had a, a big group there to watch him. Um, it spanned from family and what looked to be like former travel ball and high school teammates. So I thought that was a cool angle to go with it. But uh, yeah, um, I, it was nothing too special. You know me, like if anybody watched the college basketball experience, I was always behind the scenes producing it and putting up videos and clips and uh, all that kind of stuff. I took a bunch of them. I, I thought none of them were too great to just throw on the pod uh, this week. The second day, I was in the press conference, and it was my first interaction ever with Michigan's head coach, Tracy Smith. My first question that I asked him, uh, he was impressed with me because I provided him an uber fact, he called it. Um, now, of course, I'm an amateur, and I grabbed a, a second-row seat in the press conference, and Coach Smith was pretty disappointed about not getting a game from the pokes so he's kind of mumbling and uh it wasn't loud enough for me to play on this episode or else i would but my question was along the lines of the wolverines hit 268 against three of the top 15 pitchers in the big 12 they were seven for 23 
hitting 304 against Jaron Watts Brown. Learned how to say that name, by the way. I watched him a lot with Long Beach State, but again, I'm a multiple screen guy. I don't have volume or very high volume on any of the TVs. So pronunciation of names and really names in general are tough for me um, when I'm talking about the games. But uh, yeah, so Jaron Watts Brown is the way you pronounce the name. Um, And then Michigan was seven for 28 batting 250 against Ben Abram. He started game two and then they hit 200 one for five and five at bats against Isaac Stevens. I asked him how they can translate that to this final stretch in big 10 play as they compete for a regular season championship because they're tied for third in the conference. They're only two games behind Maryland. Um, So yeah, he had a, a long winded answer. He was surprised about the fact and, Gave me a little bit of a compliment there, but the uh, second question I asked him uh, about Nolan Schubert's return and in the most roundabout kind, but also blunt way, he said, I don't really care about what happens in the other team's dugout. I care about what Michigan is. And he goes, if I'm written about in the paper, I want it to be Tracy Smith from Michigan baseball, not Tracy Smith. And he said his hometown, I believe, from Indiana. Uh, so, yeah, that's the way it went. Cool, super cool experience for me. After all, it was a college experience. And that's why I wasn't in the press box the whole game. Ultimately, it's about the guys on the field and the fans. And that's what I want to deliver the experience. Okay. So, that was that for the weekend that I wanted to talk about. Um, next weekend, I have something in the works for. I want to I want to talk about Big 12 baseball in depth. We're going to bring on Moneyline Mac aka Ryan McIntyre from the College Basketball Experience. Big West Virginia fan, they're having a great year um and also meeting with Wade. I'm going to try to set up something, bring in somebody of importance with Oklahoma State. We're going to we're going to talk about some Big 12 baseball cuz is it down, is it not? Is it deep or not? Is it chaotic and good? Maybe. Who knows. But Before we get into the bombshell this week, uh, let me tell you about Underdog Fantasy because we're brought to you by them and their Best Ball Mania 4 contest, which is here in Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes plus plenty of ways to win with NBA, NHL, and MLB with their player prop parlays. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code sgpn so yeah that's a bonus whatever you put in up to 100 dollars. say you put in 75 bucks you get 75 bucks also in bonus cash so we're also brought to you by it's kentucky derby week and the notorious otb brought to you by the sports gambling podcast network is what you need for all of your triple crown bets plus leave a review for the show wherever you get your podcast between now and belmont saturday on june 10th and you'll be entered into a drawing to win a canvas print of the wolf's one-of-a-kind fallen bob painting it's post time we have a bonus contest exclusively on the sgpn app the winner gets a 100 sgpn gift card we're giving away everything boys everything um so, yeah, let's let's jump into this Alabama baseball gambling bombshell that hit over, I, I think it was Monday night. Um, yeah, Twitter timeline. Um, basically, 
legalized betting on NCAA baseball is very new for our sport and the market's growing slowly but surely. And I, I believe that's a good thing. We went from getting the niche market treatment of only preseason and pre-NCA tournament championship futures to last year. We got a few top 25 matchups each week. And now this year we're seeing pretty much every SEC, ACC, Big 12, Pac-12, and other ranked matchups offered each week for us to bet on. We started the year with totals, then some books removed them. Otherwise, we've had pretty steady growth each year. So Monday afternoon, Ohio Casino can't talk. Ohio Casino Control prohibited the acceptance of any wagers on the University of Alabama baseball team's games effectively immediately. This was in response to U.S. Integrity, which is a Las Vegas firm that monitors betting markets, issuing an alert regarding Friday's LSU and Alabama college baseball game. The initial article across the timeline came from ESPN's David Purdom, and his piece stated that the reasoning for the action was, quote, suspicious activity, end quote. The move was specifically pulled by the state of Ohio as sports gambling is regulated differently state by state. And specifically in Ohio, sports betting was just legalized January 1st of 2023. And I've heard that it's been off to a rocky start for them with a few legal miscues. I don't know too much about it. Just did a couple minutes of research. They've had to pay a couple of fines or whatever. On Wednesday, New Jersey announced that they were joining Ohio in the action of not offering any Alabama baseball games to bet on. But they didn't get any suspicious activity. They did it in response to the two bets that were placed in Ohio. Colorado and Connecticut are states reportedly keeping an eye on this situation as well. Okay. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey issued his first statement on this matter Wednesday night. We are aware of reports related to the suspension of wagering on Alabama baseball games, Sankey said. We will continue to monitor available information and any regulatory activity. As many states have acted to legalize gambling on sports, we are reminded of the threats gambling may pose to competitive integrity. Together with our member universities, we will continue to emphasize the importance of regulating, overseeing, and providing education related to sports gambling activity. Whew. The NCAA also released a statement. The NCAA takes sports wagering very seriously and is continue, committed to the protection of student-athlete well-being and the integrity of competition, the organization said, we are aware of this issue and actively gathering additional information. For those wondering, the instance occurred on Friday. We don't have knowledge of if it was prior to the game or if it happened during the game, but we know that bets were placed, particularly large bets, were placed from the Bet MGM Sportsbook inside the Cincinnati Reds' Great American Ballpark. There were large bets placed on LSU's money line, and there was a parlay that included LSU's money line. Here is the catch. Luke Holman, the projected starting pitcher, was scratched for Alabama prior to the start. This is nothing new to college baseball. Information such as stats or health status for players is hard to find in college baseball. In general, it's a sport that deserves a lot more love and coverage. 
Trust me, I'm handicapping games each weekend, and it's taken me two to three hours to handicap just 10 games for this podcast. It's frustrating. We just needed to grow a little bit more. Um, but sometimes the niche market is like for people like me and other people that listen to this podcast or do their own research. Maybe that's a good thing because who knows? I mean, I'll, I'll touch on it more. Like, for example, this weekend in Division One college baseball, in fact, it needs college baseball needs more coverage. Because during this LSU-Alabama series, we had a player collapse on the field due to a neck injury, and that's been reported less than this story has. Prayers up to Matt Gachette. I speak for many in saying that I hope he makes a full recovery and that that should be talked about much more like Keontae Johnson's or DeMar Hamlin's situation than being overshadowed by this headline when people are just going to roll their eyes because sports gambling has a negative connotation and they will just assume that there was some kind of tampering or point shaving involved here. However, so I don't believe so, but you can't rule it out. The Crimson Tide do have one player from the state of Ohio. I'm not going to name his name, but the NCAA permits prohibits its student athletes from betting on games or providing any information to betters. Now, the issue is, the NCAA works through ESPN. ESPN has a partnership with Caesars. It's a sports book. If you're going to be able to display your product on ESPN, and Caesars is one of the, I don't, I don't know, partnerships. I'm just going to say partnerships because I don't know who is extending the money to who in the partnership. But maybe there's also... FanDuel or BetMGM or DraftKings advertisements at the stadiums. I get the competitive integrity inside the player's sport, but I don't think there's anything wrong in a player gambling on another game outside of the sport. Maybe you prohibit them from betting on a game that their team plays in. Like, you live in the state of Virginia, you can't bet on the state of Virginia's college games i think it's a dumb rule for an any average joe um but if you if they can do that if they can regulate that you can't bet on a virginia college basketball game if you live in the state of virginia for example why can't like when you input your social security number they know instantly like why can't they program that the same way that it is in a certain state like Illinois is another one that I know of. Like you can't bet on Illinois games. So yeah, just frustration in that overall. Um, but this uh, sort of stoppage of action on a specific team doesn't really happen often in sports betting unless they, they usually have a hunch and they are right. Most of the time, just like in that tennis challenger series a little while back, uh, I pay attention to it a little bit. Uh, I don't remember the story, but uh, I played tennis back in my day. Uh, so it came across my timeline. But um, what if this time the books were beat? Um, injuries or players missing games is not common knowledge prior to game time for college baseball betters. Assuming fair play, this person could have just won the 50-50 raffle at the Reds game 
and then went into the sports book that's conveniently inside the ballpark and they put it all on the number one team in the country to win their college baseball game with the best pitcher in the country to win their game on the money line. That's not too far out of the realm, is it? That's like saying, hey, man, your mock draft, yeah, yeah you can't put Dylan Cruz at the number one pick. Or, or, or say you're looking at your algebra test and your teacher says, you can skip up to five questions on the 25-question tests. So you go, okay, I'm, I'm going to bet I'm right on these 20 questions or games, essentially. Then you get a call from the principal's office saying that you cheated because uh, they thought you cheated after getting a high score. When in reality, you studied, you got the information, or hell, this guy that walked into the stadium sports book crammed the shit out of it. He goes, well, shit, Paul Skeens has one loss on the entire season with a 193-year rate, 124 strikeouts on 65 innings, and he's playing against Alabama, who was only 500 in the SEC. Yeah, I would have probably circled C, and LSU wins on that algebra test question too. Who knows? Maybe the Alabama kid told his Uncle Ricky that, you know, Holman's not starting against LSU today, so put the mortgage on LSU's money line because we're going to punt game one and try to win games two and three but i just i just have this feeling that just this one time the suits were actually beat by the common man and now they're complaining about it so hey if we let's make a let's make a deal right now if we were right if the common man the public if i was right here on the college baseball experience if i'm right if the suits got beat by just a, a drunken idiot that won a 50-50 raffle at a Reds game. For all I know, that's probably, I mean, there is a there is a chance that that could have happened. So say I'm right. If just nothing severe happened, there was no leak of any information and nothing was taken advantage of it. You give us our totals back. You give us run lines on each game if you're wrong. If we're wrong, Take away Alabama baseball games that we can bet on. Take it away. <laughs> oh, shit. That was fun. <laughs> All right. So the last thing I want to end this podcast with is uh, the 11.7 Circa Contest games that they are offering this week. As you guys know, six series a week, um, and the winner of the contest it's this all expenses paid for trip to Las Vegas. Like you, you pay to get there to Las Vegas, but the stay is paid by the Circa Resort. Um, so I was in the running for it. I was in the top 10 the whole second half of this year so far until last week. Uh, last weekend, it was my worst week of picking games. I went one in five. It was my first losing week in that contest all year. Um, so with that, I'm only five games out of the out out of first place with 18 games left to pick. I have plenty of time or plenty of opportunity, but time is of the essence. Oh, all right. So series one comes in the American. Um, it's Wichita State at Houston. Uh, I'm old school. I went with notebook. And I'm holding my microphone like an idiot who had his tripod stolen from me in Las Vegas. Hopefully I win this trip. I go back out to Las Vegas and I, I, I run back to that one hotel and find this 
microphone tripod before I have to pay for one. It's only probably like 20 bucks, but I'm cheap. Um, broke college kid with like 100K in debt. You know, it is what it is. Uh, we're winning college baseball games, betting on them, and hammering LSU money line against Alabama to get that money back or to pay for college loans. Um, who knows? Maybe that's the scheme that the Alabama – kid from ohio had with his uncle ricky um but yes series one wichita state at houston both teams have really similar offenses the shockers they have the best batting average in the conference with a 301 the cougars they are second with a 287 but they have a slightly better scoring offense than wichita states these shockers though have a winning record on the road 10 and 8 houston's only 13 and 10 at home and they only have a two and two record against quad one teams. Wichita State is four and one, and also they have the much better pitching staff with a four fifteen ERA compared to Houston's six oh eight. The starting pitcher trio of Peyton Toll, Grant Atler, and Clark Candiotti all have sub four ERAs and at least sixty strikeouts with less than twenty walks. I'm on the Wichita State Shockers in a battle of two teams tied for first in the AAC. Uh, I need to grab a drink of water real quick. Um, I'm opening it with one hand because I'm holding the microphone in my other. Uh, The second series of the weekend in this contest is Cal State Fullerton at TCU. Now, I got burned last week by the Horn Frogs um, as I tried to be contrarian and take the home team of a rivalry series between two middle-of-the-road teams in the Pac-12 um, this year. But knowing everybody likes the Blue Blood in Texas, and you know, uh, Texas won the first two games. And it really wasn't even com- like close. Uh, the second game was close. I, th- I think Porter Brown, I think that was the Porter Brown game where he, gunned the guy from left field by like five feet uh porter brown originally uh horn frog transferred to texas if colby was on this podcast he'd be doing the, the gunshots sound uh soundboard soundbite whatever um so i found this a super tough series to pick as tcu still has their backs up against the wall uh which is one reason why i took them last week but the titans 13 and five on the road and nine and six in quad one games. Um, and TCU, they're three and seven in the last 10 games. They're seven and nine in quad one and only 15 and 10 at home. I'll take Cal State Fullerton in a true toss up series, I think. Uh, so that's my opinion there. Game three uh, is between Stetson and Florida Gulf Coast. This is a weekend series between the first and second place teams in the ASUN, but I found it pretty easy to pick. The Eagles are 15 and four with the number one scoring offense by far in the ASUN compared to Stetson, who's six and 10 on the road with the seventh best team ERA in the ASUN with a 571. So come on, Dunk City. Um, Series four for me here, uh, or for the contest here, is Northeastern at UNC Wilmington. These two are the two current top teams in a very up CAA this season. I'm going to take Northeastern and hope that a lot of people are taking the home team in this matchup. Both offenses are very similar, first and second. Um, In the 
uh, best first and second highest batting averages in the conference. Huskies, they have the highest scoring offense in the Colonial Seahawks. They're ranked fourth. But the big difference here for me is that uh, Northeastern, they have a team ERA of 354. That's the best in the conference. And the Huskies have eight pitchers with at least 15 innings. All eight pitchers with it. So they're top eight pitchers. They all have 15 innings pitched, and all of them have an ERA of 470 or lower. Um, UNCW has a staff ERA of 585, but they do have a two-headed monster of a starting rotation with Jacob Shore and Zane Taylor. UNCW is only 14 and nine at home and two and six in quad one games, whereas Northeastern is 15 and four on the road and six and zero versus quad one. So, Sco Huskies here. Series number five, right in my backyard. I should be going to this game, but I went to a game last weekend and I'd rather probably watch some of these games. Who knows? Some of these are, you know, not that marquee of matchups. And after all, it is only Dayton or North Car- North Kentucky. Whoa. North Kentucky at Wright State is the fifth series here. These two teams are extremely similar to each other. Um, only the Raiders, they've just dominated this con- conference for quite some time. Looking at the team stats, it was like picking which rock at the bottom of the lake you like more. I'm not going to get any special points with this pick, but I'm taking Wright State here only because they're 13-3 and at home and the Norse are 9-10 and on the road. Sebastian Gangora is a lock. He's a dog. He will get the Raiders one win in the series. He's a starting pitcher with a 6-1 and one record, a 2.71 ERA, and he has three times as many strikeouts as walks. So I'll eat chalk here, and I'll take the Raider game. The last series for this week, week 12 in the 11.7 Pick'em Contest, sponsored by Circus Sports, our buddies over there uh, with Circus Sports. The last one here is Stanford at Arizona State. The Cardinal are currently in first place. The Sun Devils in second place inside the Pac-12 standings. Both offenses are second and third in the most important offensive categories, and both teams have bad staffs. Stanford, 535 ERA, Arizona State, 587. I'm going with the home team here. I'm taking Arizona State. The Sun Devils are 20-5 and at home. They're 3-0 and in Pac-12 home series, and coming off of their first conference loss, at Oregon, first conference series loss at Oregon. Stanford, they're 10 and 7 away from home, and they're 1 and 2 in Pac 12 sets. They lost games 2 and 3 at USC, then they swept Cal in Berkeley, but then they lost games 1 and 2 at Oregon. I'll take my chances with hopefully the less public pick, and I'll take Arizona State to win the series. So, that about does it for this podcast. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the pod, um, if you're watching this on youtube i hope that my connection was quite better here um and if it was leave a comment or subscribe to the youtube uh put that bell on because we're putting out uh baseball basketball football episodes all year long um and if you're listening on the podcast side we also have separate podcasts for the college basketball experience and the college football experience but also in general the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is huge. There's plenty of shows in the Kentucky Derby this weekend. Go check out the Notorious OTB. 
great pod. Uh, Chase Stoke, uh, Chase Stokes, Jesus Christ. Um, the Wolf of Oakline over there, Chase, he does a great job. And this is their Super Bowl uh, weekend here. So give him a shout. I think the Kentucky Derby is one of the best things in sports. Um, and I know that plenty of you guys down there in the South, if you're listening to this podcast, I listen to a Northerner talk baseball. Um, I know plenty of Arkansas folk love horse racing. There, there's a big track down there from what I hear. I need to get down there because I do like horse racing and the thought of betting on it and becoming a sharp on it. But, you know, that's uh, down the road when I'm out of college debt and hopefully just the college baseball game's grown because uh, that's ultimately what I want to do because I really enjoy it and I want to spread it. And it starts with the gambling side for me. And then hopefully I'll I'll be doing what I did with the Michigan baseball team this weekend at plenty other places here coming up. So, again, thank you all for tuning in. You've been experiencing the better side of college baseball with the college baseball experience. I bet you would do. Adios, amigos.